and welcome to WTF Anime, the show where I have no idea how MMOs work. I'm your host, Joe, and joining me is my co-host, Travis. Hey guys, back for another one. And another one, and another one. We'll keep doing these until we get the court order to shut the hell up. He's trying to break my spirits, one anime at a time. (laughs) Is it working yet? It's starting to. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hey, at least I did, well, I guess I chose to inflict this on you, but I didn't pick it. Right, uh, this is actually another suggestion from who again? My sweet baby brother. (laughs) Yeah, sometime when I call way late at night, you're going to have to wake him up. (laughs) <laughs> so I can yell at him. Okay. Well, he'll, he'll hear this show, so... Oh, perfect. F- feel free to yell at him all you want. I blame the entirety of the clan Hadfield for what has been inflicted upon me. <laughs> well, so far, you have um, two out of our number, so... I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to ask my parents, like, Hey, what anime should I show this friend? What's anime? Ah, uh, forget about it. <laughs> <laughs> I've had weirder conversations with them, so I'm, it's I'm fine. Certain. I'm certain. <laughs> Anyways, uh, what uh, what are we watching? This episode, we watched the improbably popular Sword Art Online, specifically Episode 9, Blue-Eyed Demon or something like that. Who cares? Who actually cares? Not me, but you're correct. It is uh, Blue-Eyed Demon. I actually took notes this time. Is us? So did I. <laughs> when I say notes, I basically mean the fever dream of me trying to make myself laugh during the show. Yep, got him right here. I've decided <laughs> I'm so bad with names <laughs> on these things that I have to start writing it down. Yep, yep. <laughs> Just phonetically, or did you, uh, did you watch the subtitle version? I did not watch the subtitled version. I watched the uh, the English dub on this one because it was on Netflix. Cool. Yeah. Well, we can compare notes then. Oh, okay, you watched the uh, you watched the sub version then. I know at some point the English dub was on Netflix for us here in the UK. Apparently, it's not on there anymore. Just like Steinsgate is now not on there, which I was very angry about when I realised. Womp womp. Yeah. So, Sword Art Online. Travis, picture this. It is the year 2022. Okay. And you are an avid fan of computer gaming. All right. So far, I follow. And they have designed VR headgear so that you are able to contact the world with all of your five senses. And then one day, some dude shows up and says, if you can't beat the hundred levels of my ingenious tower filled with monsters and traps, then you're going to stay in this game forever. And if you die in the game, you die in real life. Well, how, how, how is that? How did no one go, wait a second, that's, that should be real illegal. I have no fucking idea. <laughs> okay, ridiculous thing number one. Good. Ridiculous thing number two. How do people sustain, like, food and drink and water while they're trapped in this game? I don't know either. Yeah, okay, good. Good. Um, the internet feeds them. <laughs> the internet provides. <laughs> none, of, none of this stuff that I just told Travis is at all covered in this episode. I think apart from the levels of this tower filled with boss monsters. 
I got the levels and the tower thing, but yeah, they didn't explain any of that, and I didn't know going in because I don't research. Yeah, I I've watched the I watched the first episode of this when it first came out and said this is not for me, and then the internet exploded with it, and then much in the same way that I do to Travis, a friend of mine who watches anime, said you should watch this one very specific episode, and I watched it, and I hate that person for it. Because somehow they decide in the future, I don't give a shit about spoiling this anime. <laughs> this is the first time I'm actually not angry, just not enthused about talking about an anime on this show. <laughs> uh, but at some point in the future, they get out of Sword Art Online uh, and go into a different game, which is like Elf Heart Online. And the security system for the person trapping them in there is a tentacle rape monster new from kellogg's <laughs> oh man how good would it be if lucky charms all of a sudden decided to add that in as one of its marshmallow characters i mean that's the japanese version of lucky charm oh cereal got it yes oh i forget that cereals are not necessarily international i mean i'm pretty sure they do sell them here but they're like those Anyone who's in the UK will know that they are exorbitant prices for what a breakfast meal should be. Oh, trust me, if you've ever eaten it, it's not a breakfast meal. I think they also class as an energy drink, right? Maybe. <laughs> uh, you can tell how much we enjoyed this, uh, this show and the fact that we have talked about cereal instead of this show. And I'm not going to say it was bad. It wasn't bad, it just wasn't entertaining. Um, I guess we should bri briefly run through the plot of this episode. So, we open up with two characters, a guy and a girl, uh, that we are eventually going to find out are Kirito and Asuna. Yes, I remembered names. <laughs> yeah, literally in my notes, it's Edgelord and girl. Edgelord and girl. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, like, I feel like giving her the descriptor of just girl is about as apt as what they did in the show. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> completely. She, this does not really pass the Bechdel test. She's <laughs> she's just kind of hanging out there and mm -hmm. some dudes kind of drool over her and get excited that there's a girl. <laughs> oh, my God, a girl plays video games. It's a grill, you guys. It's a grill. <laughs> uh. <laughs> but anyways they open a door because they're going to check out this boss room and then you get a big blue uh, goat-legged demon coming at him with a what kind of looks like a buster sword really mm. just a big old block of metal so they take off also included in that room is just like the hammiest choir they are going full on in that shit. Oh, yeah. They show up later, and honestly, the choir is my favorite character. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know what? Before we get further into the plot, do you want to talk about the theme music? I, I don't remember it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I remember the opening. There's kind of like piano and like a girl singing, but then the rest of it is just a blur. It was like the weirdest thing. I've got it down here in my notes, and it says, Montage 
sassy Japanese businessman. That's literally the notes I wrote down because the beginning of this song feels like a, the, a version of montage music that you would see in a movie, but a Japanese music. And I just picture some straight-laced busi- businessman getting all sassy and breaking free with the help of his friends at the beginning of the song. That's how that music played in my head. And okay. then <laughs> and then all of a sudden, it gets all 8-bit music-y, like, like you're playing uh, some old uh, Nintendo games. I don't mm. understand, but it's definitely two distinct feels at the beginning there. There's video games, bro. <laughs> well, yeah, it, do- it does relate to a video game. The main thing I remember from the visuals is the big boss creature that we see in this episode just getting defeated. And it's like, cool, you've removed all tension from this episode. Yeah, Good job, I, guys. I totally noticed that. I was like, <laughs> hey, I recognize that from the opening of this, uh, the, the, the opening sequence before the, uh, the theme song ran. Great, I know what happens now. <laughs> I really hope they don't spend 20 whole minutes just trying to come up with a plan to defeat this thing. Uh, good news, they didn't really. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really do anything for 20 minutes. <laughs> so, back to the plot. So we get Asuna and Kirito, and they have run away, and they're sitting down all exasperated, and she says, well, we might as well eat lunch. And I have to stop here and ask, is it a rule if there is a male protagonist and there's any kind of fighting or conflict involved, they have to be ridiculously overjoyed at the thought of food? It seems to be this this reoccurring trope I've seen in anime. Do the Japanese just prefer to watch their cartoons eat food? What, what, explain this to me. It's certainly a weird thing in particularly shonen shows which this is, it's essentially like action directed at a male audience. Goku fucking loves food. Vash. Vash, yes. I think it's specifically donuts, though. So, I don't know. From what I remember of Naruto, he was obsessed with ramen. It's just like a thing that people like food. Well, everybody likes food, but like, it, it's in every one of these things, and I don't understand why this is a trope for those. Like, if there's a reason for that. I'd understand if it was career, because there's a whole thing about live-streaming eating food there, but... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess it's just a weird thing that exists. I'm sure some uh, professor of anime has a very detailed uh, thesis on why people like to watch anime characters eat food, or why it's an endearing trope. But, I don't know, I didn't go to school for this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough, man. So, and this is the the first time when you really start to realize they're in a video game, because when she says they're going to eat lunch, she pulls up this little window by, like, tapping her finger and selects this stuff, and a basket just appears. Yep, a very unintrusive UI system. Right. (laughs) And see, the thing is, Every time it did that, it took me out of what was going on. It reminded me that this was a video game. And the fact that they're in a video game, I understand it's part of the plot construct. But I don't think it's the interesting part. The journey is what's going to be interesting here. And as long as you keep reminding me of this background information, you're taking me out of the the journey. Mm. It's so weird, though, because I thought that scene was 
slightly less obtrusive, but kind of downtime scene because they did explain like, <laughs> unlike they do in the Matrix, they explain how they make the taste of things inside of virtual reality. The combat one was the weirdest one to me. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's later, but it, it any time they pulled up one of those windows, it it kind of it took me out. So they're um, chilling, eating lunch. Apparently it's really good. And she is now not allowed to make sandwiches for anyone apart from Kirito. Yes. Because he owns her, I guess. <laughs> it, it does feel like that, though. Literally through the entire, at least this episode, it just feels like he owns her, which is a terrible relationship dynamic. It really is. And you know... As the episode's closing, she gets treated like property again. Yeah, that's that's the main part I was thinking of when I when I made this comment is she's obviously left some guild to go and party with him, whatever. I'm sure that's stuff that's explained later on. And then he has to fight for her right to be free to do whatever the hell she wants. I understand from the point of view of keeping the main character in focus, but fuck you writers. <laughs> Right. I mean, seriously, especially who even agrees to that? Some guy summons you and says, hey, you got to fight me so she can go with you. First of all, why is anybody agreeing to this and going, wait, no, we're all just people. Fuck off. I don't want to fight you. I'm just going to go over here. <laughs> oh, I don't get it. We haven't talked about much of the plot at all, but that's because no. it's not really interesting. Some other random characters show up and they're surprised that they're not dead and they have like funny bants about again objectifying this poor woman. Yeah, the leader the leader of the group, check this out. I told you I took notes. Klein. Klein, yes. I'm so pleased with myself. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Uh so like after weird pervy shenanigans, uh the army shows up, which I initially thought were kind of uh computer game NPCs, like the NPCs of the world. Well, they were kind of dressed like black-clad stormtroopers. Everybody had the exact yeah. same thing on. I guess because they were actually worried that they were going to die. They're actually players, and they decided to be a part of the army, which is a weird choice. <laughs> sure. We'll be the red shirts. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And they're led by a really big douchebag named Corvax. Or Captain Hubris. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, everybody, he said, hey, give me, uh, he walks up to uh, Kirito and says, hey, give me, uh, give me that map that you got, because we're going to go take out this boss. And he's like, uh, all you guys look exhausted. This seems like a real bad idea. And Captain Hubris is all, no, fuck you. My men will, will never quit until I tell them to. Can you see where this is going, folks? I can see where this is going. <laughs> <laughs> so the exhausted men march off, presumably to um, their deaths. Embrace their role as red shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so uh, I think they hang out for a couple more minutes and talk, and then do sh do shenanigans and stuff. Yeah, do shenanigans and stuff. More, ooh, it's a girl deal. And then... Hey, at least they're painting uh, MMORPG players with some <laughs> deal of accuracy. 
Oh yeah, yeah. They went they went method. <laughs> the the only part I really remember of the first episode, apart from like them laying down the plot, is that everyone gets turned you construct your character, but when they did the weird shutdown, it turned everyone into what the person actually looks like. And there are some hilarious scenes of like very buxom women just turning into fat dudes. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, I guess you kind of nailed that. <laughs> well done. <laughs> <laughs> but after that, we start to hear some, some, some screams and cries from the boss room. Surprise, surprise. Captain Humor- Hubris and his death squad are busy dying. <laughs> yep. So seeing everyone dying and at, at this point, like, if you didn't know that the players die when they are killed, this scene has no weight whatsoever. And Captain Hubris is just a guy who wants to solve the mission, but he's actually just getting people straight up murdered. Right. This is this is some straight. Every, uh, I can't think of his name. Uh, Custer kind of stuff. Little Bighorn. There we go. History. Thing. <laughs> and, and I'm glad that once Captain Hubris runs out of HP, he has enough time for a uh, to at least be sorry for his actions and stare up at the main characters. Right. A, a small monologue with his eyes. Mm-hmm. And then he breaks off into tiny pixels and disappears, which is what death looks like in the MMO world, apparently. Mm-hmm. Well, it's either that or you just explode into gold pieces. Yeah. Yep. Both of those things have happened. So now we've got our main... I, I assume they're going to always be the main two characters stepping in on be- behalf of the few surviving red shirts to battle this big blue goat demon. Yeah, all the art I've ever seen is just them two, or Kirito's cousin, who has a weird incestuous relationship later. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't want to know. You guys can tell, I'm usually very chipper about making Travis watch these kind of things. (laughs) I did not have a good time. My my pain is his joy, that's usually how this this formula works, but not this time. Mm, Ride that pain train with me, come on! So, upon seeing the army guys die horrifically, Arsena just decides, let's Leroy Jenkins this shit, and runs in to go and fight the... See, I do understand MMO oh, RPG references. MMO yeah. reference. I actually only know that because of, like, AMV Hell. Oh, or okay. Hearthstone, I guess. Yeah, so she charges in to die, assumedly, because earlier they were talking about to defeat this boss, they would need at least 10 shield characters. Basically, I assume tanks. No, they, they mentioned tanks too, and then they oh, right, 10 right, right. shield characters too. Apparently a different thing in this world. Yeah, so they're going to need at least 10 shields plus a number of tanks to be able to defeat the, uh, the big demon. And once Arsena steps in, this creature has taken zero damage. And I think Arsena gets a few blows in. Again, the weird UI thing that just totally took both you and I out of this. Like, the health screens are up for all of the characters in a, in a few shots, but when you get, like, several blow-by-blow action shots and then to it, for it to pan out and just have these green bars at the top of everyone's head, yeah, I don't it, know, man. It's It takes away any of the, the tension that, that 
I mean, it's supposed to be real death, and it doesn't feel real because they video gamed it up. I, I don't. There are a few factors to what I think don't actually represent people dying in this show. One is just the people that do die. There's no reason for you to get attached to any of the characters that die, at least in this episode, because at this point, none of their none of them are developed, and it could just be that we're stepping into episode one, and or every single army guy has development, which I'm not expecting at all. But it just doesn't hit home that people are actually dying over this just because of a game, because. It doesn't seem like there's any stakes, and that's partly due to there not actually being any character interaction other than, we're going to fight these guys, and also life bars just kind of cheapen the effect. Oh, yeah, and like I said, they, they telegraphed exactly what was going to happen with the interaction with Captain Hubris. You knew some of these dudes were going off to die. That, that was going to be their job. Mm -hmm. You know, when they die, you're not shocked or upset or or anything you're like okay yeah they're doing exactly what they're supposed to do in the plot it doesn't feel big or special in any way this is their role they serve only to make the main characters look good right i wanted to make a wrestling reference so bad right there okay i was gonna <laughs> go with the rick and morty me seeks existence is pain we crave death <laughs> <laughs> okay. i think people will understand your reference more than make roman reigns look strong but we'll put both I of them in there don't and understand that. <laughs> we'll see what gets the better response. I assume the Rick and Morty one probably will. Come on. Tweet us. <laughs> at, WT <laughs> at WTF anime show. Hashtag in jokes. <laughs> Are you Team Meeseeks or Team Roman Reigns? Tweet us. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be amazing if people actually do. I doubt they will. <laughs> <laughs> People have got better things to do with their time. <laughs> I've got better things to do with my time. <laughs> <laughs> I had better things to do with my time than to watch this. That is true. <laughs> Once again, and we haven't even got to the bit that makes me more annoyed. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, yeah. So hold on, we've we've got to we've got to put a couple things out there. So apparently, dual wielding is not mm -hmm. a thing in this world. You do not get it as a standard option, which no, I again. I think the most I've played of an RPG is the Dungeons and Dragons RPG, uh, MMO. Yeah, that should tell you something about how much I do not play MMOs. I have never touched World of Warcraft, which clearly is the biggest one. I've seen characters with two hand weapons. Apparently in this game, dual wielding is a rare and alien concept. Yeah. <laughs> no one has been ever to hold two things in each hand. Incidentally, table service at restaurants in this world, very slow. <laughs> very slow. <laughs> <laughs> you got me. You got me there. <laughs> That's immediately what I flashed to. It's weird. <laughs> <laughs> See, my, my, th my thought was just music would be shit. Oh, yeah. It'd be all <laughs> Def Leppard drum solos. <laughs> oh. oh, I did it. I did it. <laughs> uh, so the only reason we bring up dual wielding being such a rare thing, the only reason that Kirito solos this boss that they would need upwards of, well, at a minimum, 
12 people from what has already been established in fiction. The only reason he's able to solo that person is because he pulls a fucking sword out of his ass and goes to town with a 50-hit combo. Yay! Way to take out literally any tension this show could possibly posit. I'm sure the seven episodes leading up to this were, like, full of... Actually, I'm not this even... This episode nine. You said seven. So, sorry. <laughs> I'm I, I'm not even sure the past eight episodes like had any tension towards this. My assumption for this show is literally every episode, Kirito solos everything because he is the geek power fantasy. Yeah, they they even kind of set him up as a character. Is like he's a, he's a lone wolf. He's a solo player. <laughs> he is everyone's first roleplay character. <laughs> so much angst. <laughs> I'm the result of a demon and, and an angel having a baby. So full of angst. Both my parents were murdered at the same time before I was conceived. I am the most Batman. <laughs> All of the Batman. Yes. I mean, do, do we really care about saying anything else? We, we already talked about the thing that happens at the end, which just pissed me off. Oh yeah, so as soon as guild leader literally treats her like property and says she can't leave unless you fight me and win in a duel because you have to win her from me, basically. Yep. Because Asuna is property. Just so you guys can hang out and eat sandwiches. Yeah. I, I am making sure that I did not forget anything in my notes. The only thing I did forget to mention is... On the subject of Asuna, I'm glad we did not see any bikini armor. We instead went for zero armor. Both equally as practical, but one slightly less offensive. It's true. So, good job there. You failed everywhere else, but good job there. <sighs> you alright? Take a breather, buddy. <laughs> I, personally, would never watch an episode of this show again. Yeah, I'm not going to do it either. Good. Unless unless forced by vote, and don't you do it, you sons of bitches. <laughs> oh, no! <laughs> I'm not making it happen. And you know what? Joe is capping of that Twitter feed. He mm. can just ignore it. <laughs> Even as a joke, if you recommend this for a full series of you, you will just get blocked. I know we don't have many followers, and we really can't afford to be ostracizing people from our community. I'll do it. <laughs> I'll straight up do it. That's gangster. <laughs> Anytime you want to sort out a line, I'll just take it as a vote for Bocano Pico. I don't know what that is, but it sounds like a delicious Italian dish. <laughs> Please keep thinking that. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, can we can we stop talking about this and cover business? Yes, let's do. So, if you would like to contact the show and tell us what series you would like us to do a full review of, eventually, I think I'm going to open up maybe a straw poll or something. I think once we hit ten episodes, I will release that straw poll just so we can find out later what we're going to be doing as a full series of you. Uh, you can hit us up at WTF Anime Show or WTF Anime Show at Google at Gmail, sorry, 
gmail.com if you would like to email us. Also, go ahead and follow the Twitter. You'll know that episodes are coming out, episodes have been delayed due to technical difficulties. You get to watch uh, him harass me. <laughs> I mean, it happens. All of this happens. And if you have a spare five minutes of your day, I personally am very proud of this show that me and Travis are doing. I enjoy literally every episode that we do. And if you feel the same way, go ahead and leave us a rating review on iTunes. It'll help people find the show uh, rather than the small sphere of friends that we have that are probably currently listening to this. Apart from one guy in Australia. Thank you, one guy in Australia. You're the best. Even though I screwed up the Vegemite reference. <laughs> and it's probably offensive even to mention Vegemite. It's okay. I love you, Australia. Thank you, Australia. You gave us an island to drop all of our criminals off. You're the best. If you would like to harass me on Twitter or follow me or whatever, you can hit me up at the Joe Hadfield. And Travis? You can hit me at Dicelover. Oh man, I, I hope we get some hateful tweets because you said this is a really popular show. That'd be awesome. <laughs> oh, I would fucking live if the Sword Art Online fandom just swarmed this show to tell us how wrong we are. <laughs> oh, I would live to destroy all those 13-year-old people's dreams. Come fight me. <laughs> <laughs> fucking fight me. I'm not a violent person. I'll punch a Nazi here and there, but fuck you, people who enjoy this show. Suck it, tweens. <laughs> that is the best way to end an episode right there. We've done it. <laughs> the it end. Doesn't, it doesn't get any better. <laughs> I'm going to start recording now. I'm not even going to say bye. <laughs> I will. Bye. So in all my newfound vitriol, we realized that we hadn't talked about what we're watching next time. So, Travis, did you like to take that away? Next time on WTF Anime. Hey, Travis, you like zombie movies, right? I do. What if I told you that there was a zombie movie anime? Wiggles eyebrows. I'd give that a go. I'm being sentenced to it anyways, I feel like. So, yeah, let's do this. Excellent. So, next episode, we'll be talking about episode one of high school of the dead a totally serious japanese take on the zombie genre we hope you join us yeah, please do jiggle jiggle <laughs>